Hello, I'm Robbie Hudson. Welcome to the third edition of Pushing Back, the official podcast of North Knots Hockey Club. Sorry if you've missed us, it's been quite a gap since episode two, but we've been enjoying our summer break. But we have been busy and we've got a packed podcast to help you get in the mood for the new season. We have some of the same old features as before, and we have some new ideas, which I hope you're going to like. So in this podcast, we have another interview with a club legend. We'll also be talking to ladies section first team captain and vice captain Nick and Jess. We'll find out how the ladies have fared this summer and we'll get to know their hopes and plans for the new season. There will be a news update from club chair Paul Unwin and we'll also be putting some questions to him that have been sent in by listeners. I hope he's ready for that. I've also been busy during the break getting out and about to find out what's happening in the club in a new feature called Robbie on the Road. In the next few months, I'll try to get out and about reporting on club activities and talking to as many people as possible. So we hope Robbie on the Road will be a regular feature. As usual, we have Zach twiddling the knobs in the North Knots Control Centre. And of course, I'm also joined by Jimmy and Jay. Hiya, guys. How are you? Hi, Rob. Good, thanks, Robbie. Well, great to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. Jimmy, how has the summer been for you? How are you getting ready for next season? Well, it's been a good summer, Robbie. I've not picked up the stick, um, <laughs> but I'm ready for the new season to start. I can't spend another Saturday listening to our last moaning all day. <laughs> so, on a positive note, Ethan Sloan has agreed to be the vice-captain for the threes. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he's very keen. We've been in contact a few times, chucking out a few ideas. He'll be a massive help for the thirds. And if people aren't aware, the fours have become the threes. Uh, yeah. And in a higher league. And the threes will be in a higher league now, which will be challenging. Yes. So we need to strengthen the threes. So that's, um, that's mine and Ethan's plan. If we wanted to compete in that league, then we need to strengthen the threes. Yeah. Whether or not it's bringing new players in. Uh, we've got a few ideas, bringing some new players in. Or on a selfish point of view, people dropping down to us. You know, with the first team having yes. a big squad now, that might have a knock-on effect. So um, hopefully we'll get pick a few of the second team players up, hopefully. So that's the reverse of what we've been suffering the last year or two. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know it sounds a bit selfish, but, you know, but that's how it goes, isn't it? People need to drop down and move up, so. Competition for places is never a problem, James. It's a good problem. Yeah. Well, it is a problem, but it's a great problem to have. It's better yeah. to be having to move players up and down than uh, not to have the players there at all. It's, yeah, uh, it's it definitely, mate. It's a definitely. sign of a healthy club, that is. Yeah, it is, Robbie, you're right, Definitely. So how about uh, you, Jay, then? You, you must have had a pretty busy summer. Hi, Robbie. Yeah, the summer's been really busy for me, sorting through ideas for the first team next year. Yeah. Attending games, which I'll come on to in a minute. Yeah. And also trying to get stuff sorted for the podcast, which has done brilliantly in its first two episodes. And we've even had a shout-out on another internationally renowned podcast, the Let's Stick Together podcast which is run by Phil Roper, Brendan Creed and Dutch international Jupp de Mol. That's great to get our voice out there and people that are playing at the real high end of the sport are acknowledging the things we're trying to do. 
So also want to give them a shout out and say if people can tune in and have a listen to their uh, podcast, Let's Stick Together, it's it's really worth a listen just to listen to another perspective and sort of how the other, other half live at national league and international level. It's quite funny as well. You know, just give it a listen. It's it's really good. So playing wise for North Knots, men's, the first 11 squad have competed in the Nottingham Sixers on a Tuesday night. And also the Beaster 11-a-side league on a Thursday. Now, we chose to enter the a league at the Beaston League that had pushers and we've competed against all the teams we've played and they're all at least one league above us. So it's really encouraging for me and great news that we've competed and not looked out of as depth in any game we've played. We've had regular availability, which has always been a bit of a problem with Summer League, but I think it shows the enthusiasm. And generally, we've had 14 or 15 first 11 players available every week. They've just run run their hearts out and run themselves into the ground. And we've competed every game. Great commitment. They're absolutely loving it. I've got people like Matt that they're as excited as they have been in years for the start of this season, just because of because of the way we're structured, the way we're playing, the young lads in there, their enthusiasm. It's it's really good and it's really encouraging to see. So I, I'm really looking forward to the start of the season. This weekend, uh, well, tomorrow, uh, Sunday, yeah. we're travelling to Burton to play in a pre-season friendly tournament and we'll be playing Kelsa seconds, Burton first team, and um, Barford Tigers seconds, uh, who are all a couple of leagues above us. Yes. But uh, the lads are really up for it and they can't wait. I expect we'll be lucky if we come away victorious in any of these games, but the learning the learning curve is fantastic for us. And then that'll uh, culminate with a game against Ashby next week and then yeah. a training session the week before the league starts. Then we'll be into it. But it's great to have... Josh Singleton back at the club, as you will have seen in social media and stuff. That's been well documented. He he's a massive force on the pitch, and he, he's great for he's great for us. And um, you know, I really look forward to working with him again next year. And we've also signed youngster Joel Betteridge from Mansfield, which gives us five under 18s in the squad now. So I'm really really happy about that. And as I've said before, it's for us, it's about changing the DNA of the club and not just being an old boys club. It's about everything else, getting new people new people in and young people in and hopefully we'll continue that and keep sort of a conveyor belt going of new young talent playing for North Knots, which is what we want. Player-wise, I've got a list of players. I know I've got a squad of 18 first-team players oh. who can play first-team, but I'll probably have to lose four out of that 18 but that's the way it is the key for me this year as well will be letting people know if they don't make the first team they've still got two brilliant captains running second and third and they've got, so, they've got somewhere to go if they Absolutely. don't play for us the second team's going to be a fantastic team to play in next year because it's going to have three or four first team potential players they're going to be captained by Will Butler and we've got the likes of George Isaac Sam Shepard all coming through as well oh. so so it, it's just everything is looking really positive at the moment. So I'm really pleased. Well, it sounds like we're going to be competitive in all three men's teams. Uh, I think so. With what we've yeah. got. And it sounds, it sounds as if you're as well prepared 
better prepared than ever before for this coming season. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, definitely, Rob. I don't think we've we've used the Beast and Elevens as our pre-season. Fitness-wise, yeah. lads who weren't didn't have the level of fitness that was required last year are working hard and getting fitter. There's some people uh, who really do deserve praise. I won't embarrass them on here, but they'll know who they are. They've really stepped up. And it's because they want to play in this team that they are doing the fitness, so it's great. Oh, roll. I mean, this is... Uh... So positive, you can't wait for the first week to come along. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, sh- I shall probably enjoy watching a lot more this year, but uh, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, and that's brilliant. Got, and we've got the development side as well. Of course, yeah. Let's not forget them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're going to be playing in a competitive league. So our goal is just to fulfil all the fixtures for that league. So that'll be interesting too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And one other thing James touches on there is the development side. Last Sunday, we went down to Debdale. The junior section ran a training session, an open session for like like a little camp. Yeah, We got five of the young first team lads, Henry, Brad, Elliot, Harry and George, all went down and sort of showcased their skills and helped with the coaching. And there were three or four young lads in there that Parents have been talking to James already, so we're starting yeah. to get that convey about the players coming through the club now. Yeah, and that's really important that we continue that. But it's really positive from the junior section as well, who I know have struggled with pitches and obviously trying to keep it local. So the local kids playing there, yes, they're doing a great job now, and and we're really moving forward with it. So it's really positive. Well, that's a very very positive start to this podcast. Let's take a break. If you wish to advertise on the North Knots Hockey Club podcast, get in touch now because opportunities are available. Contact us at northknotspodcast at gmail.com. We'll move on now because we are lucky enough as we sit here to have Paul with us already. Paul, the uh, club chair. How are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Robbie. Great to see you. Great to see you. I've got two out of three three podcasts. Pardon? I'm doing well. Two out of the three podcasts I've been on. Oh, you're a regular. You're a regular. <laughs> well, we're going to put you on the spot this time. As we said, we've got some questions for you. Uh, only two or three uh, from players within the club. So uh, if I can just start with the first one. This comes from, and we're keeping all these names anonymous. We don't want to get any any problems, you know. People get very jealous about peer, appearing on this podcast, and we don't have any problems of, of bullying there, there because of that. Questions from uh, Eileen in Forest Town, is it? I think that, that was one we wouldn't have because we think she's a bit biased. <laughs> anyway, this first question, and I should point out, it's not from me. It says, "I've played for North Knots for some time, and I want to progress as high as I possibly can." Is there a pathway or anything I need to do to move up the teams? I think in my experience of playing hockey for, well, probably 20 years now, I don't think anyone has a set pathway as to get where they're going to go in the sport. I think you've got to kind of find your own feet and find your own way. But I think as a club, the best thing that the youngsters can do coming through is to try and talk to as many of the players out there as they can, really whether that's first-teamers, second-teamers, third-teamers, old-timers, just to get a feel for what the club's about. Because we're not your traditional hockey club in the sense of we're not an elitist club. We are a club for, well, the people, really. 
we we have we have four men's teams at the minute and four ladies teams and yes the fir- the two the two first teams are the the peak of the club but we we don't forget about the other six teams that are out there because yeah we need we need 14 players for the ladies ones and the men's ones but we need another 50 players to fill out the other fixtures so it may be that some of these players don't find the level at the first team but to be the best they can be they need to be regularly at training they need to be asking questions. If they're not sure, they just need to ask somebody and say, look, I don't know. I don't know the technique for hitting a ball. Could you show me? And we've got, well, any of the men's first team I know, if you asked, took them to one side and asked them, they'd help you. Like, for example, last week at training, Josh um, Singleton took Elliot to one side because he wasn't sure on a hitting technique and he's just spent 10 minutes hitting a ball with him. Now, basics are king. So I think yeah. any youngster doesn't need to realise that you don't need to be able to Indian dribble past five players if you can't pass the ball five yards. So I think walking before you can run is probably uh, is a good good piece of advice. I mean, yeah. not that I do much not that I do much running as a goalkeeper, to be fair. <laughs> well, no, that's that's yeah. real sound advice. I mean, the, the the wealth of experience and knowledge we've got in the club, as you say, is is fantastic. So make the most of it. Right. Well, the second question. Once again, we're keeping the the name anonymous. Although I'm happy to play anywhere for North Knots, Manor Sports Complex is home. When are we going to be back there, if ever? Is anyone doing anything about it? <laughs> I can definitely <laughs> say I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do something about it. It's, yeah, um, it's, a long, it's a long, ongoing process. But unfortunately, since the last podcast that we spoke about this went out, it's not been viable for the person that was interested to run their business from there as yet. So that's on hold as present. It's not dead, but it's it's on hold. The latest piece of, of update I can give to everyone is that as of today, which is Friday, the 2nd of September, we submitted a proposal to the trust, which was um, a documented proposal for us to do a self-service option of using the pitch. Like what we've had at Workshop College, we'll just have access through the gates to be able to turn the floodlights on um, and just use it like that respect. So I submitted that today to the trust. To be fair to them, they came back within 20 minutes of me sending it to them and thanked the club for their interest. That It was a really well-documented proposal that myself and the committee had put together and that they are interested in getting a face-to-face meeting sorted out in the next couple of weeks to try and go through it and iron out some details. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's going to be September, but it's certainly not dead in the water. And I think what we've offered is a really healthy proposal. They're going to get revenue coming in, but not just that. We've offered to work with them in terms of supporting the curriculum, to work with them to do extracurricular activities, to work with them to get the funding, to get the pitch relayed, and to basically just to put hockey back in the community of Mansfield Woodhouse. So we're not just going in from a, we want it back because we're North Knots and it's our pitch. We've really gone in as a point of this is a partnership between us and the school to get hockey back in the focus of the area, which I don't know if many people that listen to this as uh, boring as some of the people that sit on here. But if you read all the England hockey blurb at the minute, <laughs> it's to uh, get hockey back into state schools That's and get so- people get people from state schools playing hockey at the best level they can. We're a great example of that in that we've got players that went to state schools that represented England at youth level. And hopefully we can continue that tradition with some of the young lads and young girls that we've got coming through to get them as high as possible. And who knows? 
No, it, seems, it seems obvious that a, a school like the Manor has got students there who are playing for us at the moment, who possibly were at the, the training sessions that uh, Jay was talking about. So the, the word partnership seems to me the key word. That That's brilliant news. So I, and can I just make the point? I mean, whoever asked this question might sit there thinking in the dark, what the hell is going on with the club? We should let them know. I know how much work you've been putting into this. It's been tireless. So on behalf of the club again, Paul, thank you very much. And I, I just hope things bear some fruit in the very near future. Hopefully it's not just, um, myself there's obviously the committee and the people like Jay and Jimmy and yourself doing this podcast gets the word out there but also I will just put a shout out to the uh, Mansfield District Council they're fully on board with us and Great. They're, they're fighting our battle and as part of the proposal they've actually offered to open up the old pavilion where we used to get changed years ago so that we've got access to toilets and things so that the school don't have to open up their side so yeah I just wanted to put thanks to Mansfield District Council for their support in all of this Oh. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's really good. Yeah, absolutely. That's good, solid stuff. Yeah, well done, mate. Well, yeah, linked Paul. to that, the, the final question is very much a part of that. The uh, Once again, an anonymous listener writes, what does the future hold for North Knots? What's the next step? Growth is um, what I want the legacy to be. So hopefully I can uh, stop sending emails to Two Counties Trust and work on getting emails to uh, local businesses to build the portfolio of the club because I want to get the name out there of what North Knots is about, get more people involved in the sport for us to basically push the teams on as high as possible. Obviously, both the men's and ladies in the last decade have played at Midlands Premier level, which is one below National League. Now, National League might be a bit too far of a dream, but hopefully we can get there someday and build from that, really, which the ladies have been in contact with a couple of coaches, one of which is a club member, but they can't commit to the full season. But the other one is actually someone who's involved in the England hockey setup well, at Masters level. So if we can get them on board, hopefully we can uh, build on that. They may be involved with getting more people involved in playing for North Knots. So that's my hope anyway, is to continue the success of what we've built. Because really, for the last two years, we've been bumbling along just at survival level. And it'd be nice to be go back into... Uh, a period of growth rather than uh, just bumbling along and uh, trying to survive. Yeah. I, I think these last two years have shown some character and this conversation personally makes me feel very positive and optimistic for the future. So can I thank you for, for your time again, Paul? And uh, hopefully when we speak again, as you're going to be a regular member of the panel, it seems from now on, you're <laughs> chatting with us, give us even more good news. Yeah, hopefully. I, and, well, it's, it's not just myself. It's obviously things like this that help keep the positivity up because people have really enjoyed the podcast and listening to it from the feedback we've got. And that includes people from other clubs that I've spoke to. They've enjoyed listening to just a local perspective of hockey. Because as Jay said, the Let's Stick Together podcast is brilliant, but it's it's an international player. Yes. So right it's not just it. that, though. I think the, the, the positivity doesn't just stem from myself and the manner side of things. Like It's good that that's going to be out there, but it's... Obviously, like people like Jay, Jimmy, Will, Nick, Jess, Sarah Cowell, Wendy and Becca, all the captains that are actually putting the work out yeah. to get the players interested. Because I can sit here and say, oh, we're going to have Manor back and that'd be great. But if those people haven't kept eight teams running for the last two years, we're going to have a pitch and no players. So I think from my point of view, they make it easy for me to keep positive 
at the top by keeping everyone on the ground, pushing and wanting to get back to Manor. Because if, if no one was interested, there'd be no point in me doing it. But the fact that everyone is still interested, yes, pushing, then it keeps the motivation there. And Paul, just, just to reiterate what you said, and so people understand how far we've come in the last year or so, me and James were talking about this uh, earlier. We were almost at a point this time last year where the club could potentially have folded, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, it, we, it was yeah, that same. Genuinely. Period. Yeah, it was players at the point that people, we could have pulled the plug. Yeah, losing players, players, people losing interest. And to be where we are now with the positivity that's out there at the moment and the things we're doing and progressing towards, obviously working hard towards getting manner, it's it's incredible really in 12 months where yeah. we are. So, mm. And people making the effort to turn up on a Saturday and play as well. It's not just us keep badgering people to play it's people actually doing the work and getting down there and you know if you've not been in the podcast and you do the smallest job in the club it's still vitally important that you keep doing it and don't think you know we're ignoring you it's you know we even if it's just turning up and playing and you take a team from 10 players to 11 players it makes a massive difference so so well done everyone in the club really for for turning up and doing what you do and keep doing mm-hmm. it keep yeah, badgering yeah. people to turn up and play keep badgering the old boys that don't play anymore and keep saying when you're going to come and have a game because if we've got four or five old boys that all have two games a season that's another player through the season for us so so keep badgering people and and let's keep getting down there let's keep enjoying it and let's keep taking the club forward because the actual DNA of the club in the way we play hockey, certainly in the men's first team, changed massively. And people are starting to look up at us now. I mean, one of the coaches we've been talking to from the women's actually contacted me through Messenger. And I think that's partly because we played against him last year and he can see the DNA in the club. We played against the team that he was managing and they can see the DNA in the in the club and what we're trying to achieve and how we're pushing forward and they want to be a part of it. The amount of people last year that said what you're doing is brilliant and that's through the club. They can see the youngsters. I mean, the women are doing the same. They've got young girls coming through as well. As you can see, there's friendships there that's going to last a lifetime like like some of ours are. So, yeah, so, yeah really good. Well, uh, no, it is. Good it is stuff. good. And that, well, I know we, we say it all the time between like the people that have been around a while, but North Knots isn't a club of uh, people of friends. We are more of a family. Yeah. Can't wait for the next uh, feature. So uh, thanks again, Paul. And we hopefully will speak to you again very soon. No problem. Whenever you need me, uh, just let me know and I'll uh, I'll come and fill in 20 minutes. Well done, Paul. <laughs> you well take done, care. Paul. Yeah, speak to you all soon. Bye. See you later, Paul. Bye. See Cheers, you. Bye. Bye. Pushing Back. The North Knots Hockey Club podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon Music. Download today and listen to the self-proclaimed first club-based field hockey podcast in the world. Now for the first of a new series, Robbie on the Road. I will be getting out and about to find out what's happening in North Knots Hockey Club. For my first trip out, I'm off to Debdale Park on a Tuesday evening. The men's first and second teams have been trying out a new kind of intensive training over the last year. I'm going to find out what it's all about. 
Robbie on the road. Robbie on the road. Robbie on the road. Well, here I am, Robbie on the road, and the road has brought me to Debdale Park, which the, is the social home of our club, North Knots. Uh, we moved here several years ago. Uh, it belongs to, or used to belong to, the coal board. It was a uh, colliery pitch, the Sherwood colliery pitch, and we joined several other clubs in setting it up as Debdale Social Club. Uh, I remember when we came, we had to give our old hockey sticks in so they could use them to, to, to decorate the original building. Unfortunately, that building's gone, so so have my old hockey sticks. Anyway, I'm on a five-a-side pitch here, uh, which is used for training, and I've come down to watch the first and second team training session, and it's really good. At the moment, we've got about a dozen players uh, just playing in very short bursts uh, with a couple of coaches keeping a very careful eye on them. The pitch is really fast and even, so there's no excuse in terms of uh, control, but it really does encourage close control and quick passing. So I can see why, having done this, it's benefited the young players so much, and this is going to be available to us for this kind of training for as long as we want. So what I intend to do in this uh, visit is to have a quick word with uh, Steve White, who is the one of the coaches down here with Jay. And if I can, I'm going to try and get a, a brief word with Brad, who is going to be the vice captain of the first team next season at the age of 16. Congratulations to him. Uh, I'll try and nab him in between the sessions. I have two minute breathers, I believe. So I'm uh, going to try and have a word with him. Anyway, let's, let's see what's happening. Right, here I am with Steve on the edge of the pitch and the session is about to start. So... Hiya Steve, how you doing? Good mate, how are you? I'm really good, I'm glad I'm just watching and not running around with this lot. Me too. It all looks a bit pacey to me. Can I just ask you a couple of questions about the sessions you run down here? Yeah. What kind of structure do you have? Well basically through this summer session we've done the same thing every week and it's basically just been um, an hour broken down into six sessions, eight minute, um, eight minute game time and then a two minute recovery. Um, and it's just intense no stopping we basically just play for an hour play for eight minutes um we don't fetch the ball from off the pitch we leave all the balls in the goals and it's just turn and go there's there's different rules uh, no lifting no hitting things like that it's basically to try and work on close quarter skill fitness stuff like that Oh, that sounds pretty intensive. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did make the decision not to bring my stick then. So, so, I mean, you've been doing this for quite a while now. What kind of effects are you seeing in, in general play? Well, I think, obviously, through the summer, um, we try and take it a little bit easier than possibly normal. But it's obviously to try and work on individual skill, which you've definitely seen uh, improve. Oh, definitely. Fitness has definitely uh, uh, increased, obviously, playing in hot conditions or warmer conditions. They can, you'll see the effects of them as obviously they go through the session. Yeah. Um, they can't play for an hour straight. We knew, we do need the two, three-minute breaks that's fair enough. in between. But that's a bit like a real game. You just get yeah. your, your highs but and your lows. But you'll also see connections between players improve. You'll see throughout the game. They'll start off really high tempo and it'll just gradually um, slow down. But yeah. it's all about, obviously, working in little triangles, working off the ball in a, in a smaller space. It's already working, just watching it now, it's amazing. 
that's just moving about so um what, what about any future plans then because I, I, I believe this is the last session before the summer leagues begin yeah so i wanted to arrange this for preparation for the summer league um obviously with brad being my son he's desperate to play hockey all the time but it was preparation for the summer league brad did this all last season um, yeah for, a, for an under 16 team um, and you could just see the benefits from it week in week out but going forward it's probably something that the club should do Definitely. especially higher up the club because you can work on this on let's say Monday and do proper club training on a Wednesday or a Thursday yeah because you can't do full drills on this small pitch either so we need to work on bigger pitch drills things like um, short corners and so on yeah but this is good for the sort of very close control you're talking about. Yeah. It's looking really good. Well, I better let you get into this now because the session's started and they're going to need your expertise. Yeah, we'll carry on. Okay. I'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, cheers, Great, great to see you, mate. Bye-bye. And you, mate. Cheers. Right, I'm still by the side of the pitch and I've now got Brad with me, the vice-captain for the first team next year. How you doing, Brad? Good, thank you. You've just come off after an intensive eight-minute session. Are you enjoying these? Yes, helping me improve as a player. Yeah. That's what I need to do, really. It looks like hard work, though. I mean... Yeah, very hard work. And, you, and your fitness, is that coming along? Yeah, definitely. So what kind of skills do you do on a, these days? Or do, is it just a focus on the, uh, the game itself? Just a focus on the game, help you improve close contact skills. But, yeah. It looks like it's working down here, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. So you're enjoying it? Mm-hmm. And what's the surface like, by the way? Is it, it looks a good surface. Yeah, it's all right. It's a bit hard, but um, it's all right, yeah. It's quick. Yeah, it's really quick. quick. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for talking to me. Can I just wish you all the best in the summer league that's coming up? Yeah, thank you. And uh, I'll let, let you get back to playing. Yeah. Right, See you, you again soon. See you take you. care. Thank you. Well, it's 20 minutes into the session now, and they're just taking their second two-minute break, which they certainly need, considering the pace they're playing at at the moment. I did for a moment consider bringing my stick down with me, but um, I don't think I've used it much. I'd have just been watching the ball whiz past me. These look really good intensive sessions and I can see, having seen it for the first time, where all these skills are coming from. It's a brilliant session. So that's the end of my first Robbie on the Road broadcast. I'm off now, lads. It's been great to watch you. I'll see you very soon. Take care. In the next section, Jimmy and Jay are speaking with another club legend. Over to you, Jimmy. Hello, everyone. I'm Jimmy Slack. Welcome to a brand new feature, Jimmy and Jay's Desert Island Dream Team. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What's wrong with tech questions with Jimmy and Jay? Oh, dear, mate. That was so last episode. <laughs> I've come up with this new feature. It's a lot more intellectual, unlike <laughs> you. So, you mean you've got your name first, so we're dropping a perfectly good feature for this Desert Island thing that makes no sense at all. Who plays hockey on a Desert Island? <laughs> Listen, mate, I guess I'm a lot more intellectual than you think. All right, then, Einstein. What intellectual thought-provoking genius are you going to mesmerise us with in this episode?
the one, the only, Mr. Jason Barton. Buckle up, listeners, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Jimmy and Jay's Desert Island Dream Team. Today's guest is the epitome of an old-school, no-nonsense North Notch player. A man you definitely want in the trenches with you. A man you definitely step away from when his rule of three kicks in. More about that later, I'm sure. This guy has even given his heart for the club, literally. And we're very happy to be speaking to the one, the only, Mr Jason Barton. How are we doing, Jay? Fantastic. Are we really fantastic? <laughs> Shall we talk really about now. how this morning's gone first? Yeah, it's not been the greatest morning. I don't know why we can't just sit about and talk and then just record it instead of doing all this fanning around. So, just for everyone that's listening, uh, this morning started with uh, James contacting Jay and there not being a device available to actually record this on. So, me and James, as good sports we are, drove around to Jay's, took him a laptop, with Zoom on so we could record this episode, set it all up nicely, ready to roll with the help of our able technician, Charlie Barton. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Charlie. So we left Jay, it, we left it all in Jay's capable hands, ready to roll at one o'clock. One o'clock rolls round, no time for <laughs> Jay, coming on to the Zoom interview. Uh, what happened at one o'clock, Jay? The washing machine decided to pack in, and obviously I can't wait till later to wash <laughs> in. It's got to be done now. So then I have to rip out all the part work and everything. So it's been, been a great day. So those of you that know Jay Barton will know he's in a great mood for an interview today <laughs> and a bit of ant. <laughs> so we're going to crack on. And like James said, it's going to be Jay's Desert Island Dream Team. So it's his favourite 11 players or the best players he's played with. We'll let him decide which and, and explain to us on each one. And James, do you want to, do you want to crack it off and introduce... Where are we starting from? Well, let's start from the goalkeeper, I think. Yeah, uh, well, I haven't really played with many goalkeepers, to be fair, so there's not a lot to choose from. So, well, basically, I think I'll have to go with uh, Mr Spoonie. Yeah, that's the, me uh, for everyone. School they were tight. They were very tight. The, the young lad I played with in the uh, force this year, I think he was pushing Spoonie. What was his name? <laughs> Zach? Zach, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Was, Sorry, he, Zach, just picked you. We were very close. But, uh, yeah, obviously, known him since I was near to a grasshopper, really. I'm still uh, near to a grasshopper. Yeah, played at school together, came through North Knots as a whole together. I think he jacked him for one season when he was younger, thinking yeah. he knew better. But I then weren't he came big back. enough. That was the problem. Yeah. My pads didn't no, I, I think you just didn't keep your legs shut. <laughs> probably yeah I think we'd have won a lot more if your legs were short yeah probably yeah. but uh, yeah uh, obviously Paul Unwin was up there but for me personally I think Jay uh, to the old thing plus the fact I mean I don't really often listen to many people but uh, that Saturday morning in 2007 quite glad I listened to him really in the end because I was still wanting to play hockey but yeah, <clears> shall, I, I uh, shall I tell the story Jay yeah, I think the match was rugby away, weren't it? Rugby? I think it was, yeah, it might have been rugby. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So, as normal, I used I used to pick Jay up and he'd pull into the car with his son newspaper and 15 <laughs> bags of crisps and three cans of Coke. The fitness fanatic he was. 
I picked him up that morning and he wanted his normal cheery, bright self. Now, there were two Jays you used to pick up on a Saturday morning. There was Jay on days that were sound. And he'd get in the car and he'd have a good crack on weight at match. And there's Jay when he's been on nights. And these are two very different animals. But I think he had been on days and I picked him up and he was acting like Jay on nights. Very strange. He was... He weren't, he weren't there. Now, a lot of people say Jay's not always there anyway, but he weren't there that day. And we got, I got him in the car and we got as far as Debdell, where we used to meet. And he got out and he just wasn't right. And anyone that will know Jay will know he don't miss games lightly. He'll always want to play. And on this day, he just didn't seem right. So I think I had a bit of an argument with him and I said, mate, you're not going today. And I think I rang your dad, Jay, didn't I? And just said... Yeah, my dad turned up, yeah. Yeah, your dad turned up. And uh, what happened then, Jay? <laughs> oh, I had a nice trip to King's Mill for the day. They thought I'd had an epileptic episode, so obviously they yeah, went through the brain. Yeah, you collapsed on bathroom floor that morning, hadn't you, you told well, me? Well, basically, yeah. I dropped dead in the end. Yeah. I dropped dead, my face smashed on sink halfway through a shave. Yeah. And then luckily it did. Yeah, so they went through the tests of epilepsy, took my licence off me and everything, which were great. But I uh, know that feeling. Obviously, they, they did the brain scan and everything was fine. So it, it wasn't that. But then they put a 24-hour ECG on me. There was one there. They found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Fully functional. And uh, they put a 24-hour ECG on me. And when I was asleep, my heart stopped again. So basically then that were straight in, pacemaker in. And I've been running on Jorosal now for 15 years. Fantastic. So mm, Jesus. It's unreal, isn't it? You still can play. Yeah. So ultimately, playing for North Knots probably saved your life because, you know. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I used to, obviously, Paul Thomas, he used to have di- diabetes. And I always used to, like, not faint, but, yeah. but funny. And yeah. I used to chuck a few chocolate bars down me, yeah. thinking it was a bit of low sugar. And then, obviously, three quarters an hour, all right. But what was happening was my heart was stopping, but then it kicked back in. Wow. So, obviously, then took you half an hour to get sent sorted. Because my heart rate were about 25, 30 a minute. And I'm certainly not Mo Farah. Quite fast, but uh, I'm Oof. definitely not that fit. No. <laughs> well, to be fair, mate, I'm, re- I'm really glad that I made that decision that day and you didn't come because having to do CPR on you on the pitch wouldn't have been much fun. So, yeah, I'm... Uh... I mean, I could have gone another three, four, five years and everything, but yeah. one day till I just done it and then that would have been it. So. Well. Yeah, so that's probably the only time I've ever taken any notice for anybody, so thanks for that. I think just by the just by the fact that that happened, then I deserve my place in the goalkeeper position. <laughs> so, so, shall we move on to your, to your right back? Right back, yeah. I'm going to go with Andrew Cooper. Obviously, we didn't play with him for years and years, but... Wow. As a youngster, he was absolutely fantastic. He was like a beast. Up, down, could hit anybody, hard as nails. And it, just a shame he moved, really. Yeah, it been was. Absolute, but having said that, even if he hadn't moved, he may have gone to somewhere a bit better Yeah. after yeah. we uh, started dipping. I mean, we, we, had a, we had a great side when we got right below National League. Yeah, but I, I think on the way down he'd have been on his peak, a bit like Josh. Yeah, really, absolutely, and, absolutely. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's me. But left as a legacy, and his brother that's still uh, 
smashing the ball around for us and, and doing well. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So moving on, left back. Left back, I'm going with Cole Marshall. Absolutely cracking defender. Didn't really move up the pitch much, but you could never get around him. Flat stick. And he, I yeah. think his middle name must be Peter Pan, because I played with him this season. He still basically looks exactly the same age as Ronaldo. Yeah, I agree. He does. James had exactly the same conversation. The man yeah. just doesn't age. He, yeah. uh, his well, legs do. His face is fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a what a player, a great tackler. You know, I've got really fond memories of playing with Cole, and I can remember when the ball or or someone fouls his stick, him shouting "ouch, ouch, ouch" all the time yeah. to the umpire and stuff. Yeah, it still does it. Yeah, it still yelps, don't it? Does it? But yeah. but also a great great lad off the pitch. Yeah, so, he uh, is. The social with many a great story to tell. So, yeah, it does well now. It does well now to travel from where it is to play for us. So. It does, and it. I think it's it's testament to the club that some of these players do travel such a long way to come and play and make the effort because it's the club mm. that we play for. So, so that's really good. That's really good. Now, I don't think I don't think the first centre back would be able to travel to many games for us now, would he? That <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, so I'm going to go with Steve Maris for that. Yeah, Steve. I mean, Steve over. Over the years, we used to have a few ding-dongs in the clubhouse and stuff like that. But hockey-wise, I don't think I play with a better centre-back. He actually started up front and he used to score loads and loads of goals. But in the end, he made his way back to uh, centre-back before he left. So that's Mr. Yeah, Myers. a great player. Yeah. A great engine. And like I say, another one of the, the manor team of 88, just sort of coming into his own then, starting to play. But a really solid player. Uh, yeah, we'll say, I think plenty of it. Yeah, yeah, plenty of mouth on him, and I think we oh, all yeah. Yeah. we all used to enjoy having having a crack with him. But yeah, a great bloke, a great bloke, and and you know, fair play to him. He's he made a massive life decision to go and to go and yeah. live in Australia. Yeah, you know, for for yeah. what he saw as a better life. So, so yeah, yeah Steve yeah, Barrows, cracking centre back. Yeah, uh, we miss him on and off the pitch, don't we, Maz? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. To be honest, I don't, I, I don't think he'd be any good in this day and age now because obviously now everybody just pisses off after a game. Yeah. You know when we first yeah. started, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. used to play for the for the crack, going back yeah. to the pub, yeah. and spending time. You would spend all night with everybody, and it's yeah. like now it's obviously this computer. It's just <laughs> got rid of the whole. Uh, interaction really they rock up they're still looking at the phones till we push back yeah. as soon as they finish they don't even go for a shower they just have home and yeah. it's yeah. not I know, I know everybody's different and it's a different generation yeah. now but the uh, the whole club togetherness yeah the whole uh, club yeah. ethos has changed massively Jeff. I mean I don't think it helps playing at work so, to be honest because no. I feel because of the school being yeah well hopefully but, we'll uh, we'll get back to Manit and one of the things I'm keen on is no no mobiles in changing rooms and obviously making sure we do socialise after they yeah. get back. And I think COVID didn't COVID didn't help massively because it gave everyone the perfect excuse to just disappear and not interact. But as a first team, we will be doing a bit more of that. We've already started doing it a bit with the summer league where we have five minutes after the game. 
it was a late one the other night at Beeston, but we still had five minutes after the game chatting together as a team. So hopefully that will sort of cascade down through the club. And I'm, I'm hoping that we will be a lot more sociable as uh, yeah. as we move into next like, year. Yeah, like I say, with Manor, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot easier than going back to Deadbell. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Then- well, that's the plan. No one wants to be at workshop. I mean, who in the right mind would want to be in workshop? So well, hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully we will get back to Manus. So what we got for your second centre-back? Centre-back, I've gone with Griff. Dave Griffin. Dave Ooh, Griffin. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Lovely blow. Still rocking up today. He's got to be probably nearly 60 now, I would have thought. Yeah. And, and he's still got that plastic. You're not getting around me. Yeah, and he's still... Got that drive. It's, yeah, he it's, it still runs up and down the pitch as though he's 30. <laughs> Yeah. And some yeah, of the young kids, it does. like young kids, you, you, you struggle to, how do you say it? Well, you're very lazy. Yeah, and you just yeah, don't want well, to do anywhere. To have the, and you're looking uh, the at job. a near 60 year old bloke running yeah. up and down pitch, still wanting it, still shouting, still encouraging. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, a great player, a great, great player. And another team. one, you can sit and talk to Griff for hours after the game about the game and how it's gone. And have a decent, intelligent conversation with him about hockey. Which yeah, is well, I mean, we still need a chat next season because I can't believe he didn't play Mansfield at end of last season and sooner go away with Bath at weekend. Oh, so a bit yeah, disappointing because that would have never, never, ever happened thirty-five <laughs> years ago. Well, <laughs> I mean, so he's, he's, he's definitely waiting with him a about... bit. So we need to, we need to rein him back in. Yeah, absolutely. You never, you never miss a Mansfield match. No, no, for any reason. Definitely. Uh, mid. Centre mid. I'll go with Chris Book to start with. Chrissy Book, your brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another, He's a plumber. Another... Get him round, mate. Get that. Get that washing machine sorted. Wow. I've got more chances. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's a different story. Uh, yeah, yeah, move on. Well, it is, I mean, mate, he, he could run up and down. He was like, say, he was a class of what eighty-eight? Did we say? I think it was eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Eighty-eight. Well, fifteen, aren't it? Can't yeah. cut fifteen. Yeah. And um, mate, it, it looked like Bambi on ice when he was running. Yeah. But the amount yeah. of people who went round, you just stood there and thought, "Has he done that?" And um, but yeah, yeah lo- lovely bloke. Phenomenal player, Chris. Absolutely yeah, phenomenal. And again, we hark back to that desire to win that we had, where we'd run through a brick wall to get three yeah. points. Absolute beast on the pitch. And for me, when he played at the back, because he had a spell at right back as well, as a goalkeeper, knowing that he's in there protecting you if you're on the floor and forwards are coming in whacking at you, you knew that Chris would take a chunk out of him if they uh, if they got too close. So, fantastic, mm. yeah. So, your other centre mid? Right. The other centre mid is Callie. Phil Calcraft. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, my best mate. And like you say... If I trust anybody with my life, it's a beer. Yeah. 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 A yeah. great bloke. Totally agree. Absolutely top bloke. Fantastic. The amount of weekends we've been away. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, when we used to go away every year, it'd be the first one down. All yeah. the old uh, second team finds nights at places like Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, it used to be brilliant. It used to be brilliant. That's what I'm saying. That's what kids miss today. Not necessarily getting up, but mm. like... Getting together and having a laugh and yeah. doing all that. Stuff. 
The weekends yeah. away, you said, well, we used to have to go away as a golf society yeah. because yeah. no venues had let us in. Even I, though it were hockey, nobody had let us in as an all-male yeah. group. So I we used remember, to have to disguise us. Yeah, we used to go to Tall Trees Country Club, which is in Middlesbrough. Yeah. That's your I mean, Brilliant. I remember, Brilliant. I remember the, one, the one at Yarm when we went in there and there was a lot of the... And I tried telling my lads this and they look at me as though like, Dad, you're lying. I tried telling them that the Middlesbrough squad was in there and I think yeah, it was... Well, it was Callie's door I went to knock on one on the morning, on the Sunday morning, mm. after we'd been out all night. And the door next door opened and Gareth Southgate walked out, the England yeah. football manager. Well, was it, we're at the bar. We was at the bar and I think it was uh, Mark Crosley at the time. Uh, not Gareth Southgate. Paul Ince was there. Paul Ince was there, and yeah. And was smoking. And uh, Big Ryan went up to him and he says, what do you think you're doing, smoking? Yeah. It's just a football. I thought, Jesus Christ. I know, I can remember yeah. that. I can. Yeah. yeah, and then we went downstairs for breakfast the next day and I think it was uh, Pete Tong. He did yeah. the set that night. Oh, and he was God, just sat there chilling out eating his breakfast. Yeah. But the first year we went, I don't know if you pair went, and uh, Baz went, Baz Dickett, and uh, Vic Brown, Paul Tomo and all those. And there were a pub opposite the uh, Tall Trees Country Club so we just chucked all his gear in then we went over to the pub and we were playing uh, what was it not killer darts but you had three darts right. and whoever hit the lowest three there must have been 20 of us whoever hit the lowest three score they had to buy the round and there were two people that couldn't get their heads around it and they had to pay every single round was Daz Kennedy I'm going to guess <laughs> I'm going to guess who the second one is uh, okay, Wood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we we never even we always let them go first if they wanted to. So then all you yeah. have to do is aim on the left hand side of the board, and you, you've got a better score than them. But they could never get it in there. It costs an absolute fortune in it. it were either one or other. But Awood was probably the uh, worst. Yeah, I'm sure. I think actually Awood yeah. met his wife. One year. It did. You're it right. did. You're right. You're right. It did. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But I think a couple of years after that, probably shut down. So I can't remember where we went after that. I think we've been to, we've been to Leeds. Went to Stockport, didn't we? Uh, Stockport. Yeah. yeah, yeah we were playing with our, the IRA in that. Uh, yeah. That... That roof, roof fell in on us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, uh, some remarkable stories. So. Yeah. <laughs> Right, left midfielder. Left. I've gone, well, left wing, I'm going with, I think it is. Right. Tim Parks. Parksy. Oh, Parksy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it, the likes of him and Vinny and Cole actually oh, got God, me into yeah. alcohol, which... Yeah, probably did <laughs> many. Never, never used to leave until 11. They used to keep coming with a jaw. I would like to add, yeah. this was at a legal age that uh, it, Jason It wasn't, no, because obviously... I got that bad one night that I had to get a lift from Cooper's and go and sleep at Andy Barnes's in Newark. That was after. Yeah. Was that after the last match of the season or President's Cup? It'll have been a, it, one of the two. I can't remember now. Yeah. I'll have been fifteen, yeah. and obviously you just sit there. And then uh, I had to go to Andy Barnes's because I were in the right state. And then I got sacked from his Sunday paper round. Cost me a fortune. He's <laughs> <laughs> got pound around, and I'm richer. I was richer then than I'm now. <laughs> Fantastic, uh, but yeah, Tim Porch. Yeah, you know. Porch, he was he was brilliant. He was a laughing yeah. legend. I, say he never drunk; it was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody can be that chirpy. I mean, he's been through some shit times, but he's got through it. Blessed. Yeah, that one move it amazed me. 
He'd he had, had that one move. move. He couldn't do much else. No. He had that one move and he worked every single time. Even if we played the same team four times yeah. and four Saturdays, say, he's not going to do it this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, amount of teams that used to shout, he's only got one move as yeah. he was running <laughs> towards them and then just went straight by him anyway. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we, and, yeah, we and need again, to get Parksy on podcast, don't we? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, been that, in touch. Yeah, he, he keeps <laughs> in touch with, it, with everyone. That'd be definitely a great team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you're right mid. Right mid, I'm going for Alex Greer. The goat. The goat before his uh, obviously his accident. Yeah. It, it, the amount of games he got us out of scrapes and getting us over the line with them drag flicks were absolutely fantastic. He wasn't the, wasn't the fittest person, but his skill, he could walk around people, a bit like uh, Gobbo, yeah. skill wise, but uh, his drag flicks. <laughs> They were, they were brilliant. He was so, one of the. He was probably the first one in the club, weren't he? That yeah, that they did it really. Yeah, mastered it. yeah. So Great you player. knew, you knew if we if we had three, it would at least get a goal. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and even so now, coaching wise, he's still got a very, very good head for a game. Reads a game really. I like how he said it, Mister Brain. I'm quite glad you said that. It's got a good head. Yeah, he reads the game brilliantly and he understands the game and he knows how it should be played. He's, he's a great coach. And hopefully we'll see him back doing a bit of coaching. Yeah, well, all with him. Last weekend, we're under eight. So he took Heron. I think we're... Oh, God. I think Sheff- Sheffield Allen played there now, but we, yes. when, we played, um, when we played there, I think it, it was Rotherham yeah. who played on that pitch. But that's, it Aurora? I think it was, yeah. They had it like a snooker place there as well. Yeah, yeah. They've got the yeah. Olympic pitch down, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. won the raffle for that. It's a nice uh, viewing area, actually, because it looks down onto the pitch, doesn't it? Yeah, it needs a bit of TLC, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them do nowadays, mate. But yeah, but yeah, yeah great call, Alex Gray. Can't argue yeah. with that. So, moving on, you've got two centre-forwards now. To two centre-forwards. I'll go with the young lad first, Gary Bradbury. Young lad Gary Bradbury. Well, he's yeah. younger than the other one I've got, definitely. <laughs> Great um, choice. Yeah. yeah. He, like you say, he'd, do, he'd run through a brick wall for you. He would, Very right. overzealous at times. Sometimes he's very full-on, but that's just him. That's, he just wants yeah. to win. He were a winner. He got the skill. He got. He didn't need to really move much. Yeah, no. He didn't have a sprint. He didn't have a sprint in him, but he didn't need to because once it got onto his stick, he could go past two or three players, and then yeah, that's exactly. it. Game over. And, and so, he probably yeah. don't realise what a role model he was for play. I mean, we had Gemma on here doing ten questions with Jay and Jimmy in the last one, and she singled Gary Bradbury out as one of her main influences in in hockey. Yeah, but, you know, mm. just because of his skill, it was fantastic. You know. Yeah. Great player, like you say, could be a bit overzealous as a captain. When I were trying to rein our discipline in, I think I just left him with it in the end because mm. you, yeah, you, made... you, couldn't, you couldn't do anything with him because that's, no, that's no. who he is. And, that's it, and that's I, I, don't, I don't think you needed to, didn't need yeah. to do it. But I you, think that's, tried, that's who he was. If, 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 if he wasn't away. like that, yeah, if he wasn't like that, it, it'd have been no good. Yeah, you take the passion away and you lose 20 percent yeah. of the player. You so, do, yeah. Uh, it's his so, passion to win, isn't it? That's yeah, the thing. yeah. Carl Falky, a great person and a great player. Yeah, yeah cracking lad. Yeah, his brother's same. His brother's same. Yeah. Craig, 
Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, part of a lion. Yeah, lion. So if you if you had a trenches eleven, it's obviously a bit different to what I've got here. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, they, they were brilliant. Yeah. Steve Bestwick, he was another one. Yeah, yeah, do out for you. Yeah, they would do Absolutely anything for you. Lads. Yeah. So your other centre forward is Vincent Shipley. So Vincent oh, Shipley. Yeah, <laughs> Vincent Shipley. Yeah, obviously. Probably like 22, 23 when he left, something yeah. like that. But playing with him, started off on, well, we used to play away on grass, didn't we, when we first started, but then I went back to that red grass yeah. where he used to come home and get some tweezers for the next three days to get all tight knees. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when he, when he got the ball in the D, it was a case of, that's it, it's a goal. Yeah. Very, very rarely. Very. And he's probably like Cole Marshall. I haven't seen him... Since COVID, obviously, but he looks exactly the same as he, he did does. in that. He does. In he, he, he never yeah. had any air when we knew him, Jay, did he? No, he didn't. It's, well, he had a bit round the side. He's still <laughs> got that. <laughs> but his features and everything is yeah. quite yeah. Peter Pan again. Another but, yeah. one that that would give you the give you the world. I remember we we regularly used to stay at his house when we went into town and stuff. Mm. Just we went on a we did the Hockley Run once. I can't remember if. Uh, it might have been Unwin's stag do, or it might have just been hockey thing. And uh, he was living in Leeds at the time. He says, oh, yeah, we'll meet you at virtually end at Ockley Run, and they'll take us out at night time. And he rocked up in his full North Knots gear, Don't jumper, every come out with a North Knots jumper on. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. It still awesome. comes out with me and Kelly now when we, when we get yeah, out of him. Usually there's him, Scott Young. Young here, yeah, he still I looks mean, exactly the same with that stupid haircut. I mean, yeah. I remember, I remember sitting in the Portland after a game, and Vinny would sit there for two, three hours and dissect the game and talk about it. Mm. Just no, that's what that's what we used to do, isn't it? We used to have, have a few beers. Portland are yeah. mostly brilliant. I think that was the best yeah. venue we had. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so right. yeah, there were some stories in there. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. not to be podcast on here. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. Right, so that's given us 11. So, yeah. obviously, they're English players that's always been at the club. Do you want to chuck a couple of overseas <laughs> in for yeah, your they, subs? They overseas super subs. I'm going to go with the Butlers, obviously. Will and Al. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely cracking lads. Will is well, it's part of our family, really, to be honest. Al is to an extent, but Will... Absolutely brilliant. He could dribble up his own arse, which one's always great when you play with him. But uh, what they've put into the club as a whole has been fantastic. Obviously, normally overseas come for a season, two seasons, yeah. then you lose them, and then you back down to where you was before. Just Whereas these two lads have stayed for 20-plus years, <laughs> put everything in, turned up week in, week out. Absolutely brilliant set of lads. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there were quite a lot... We we had some good overseas players, really. We had Ted, we had uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Tim. Tim Evans, yeah, Tim, Macca, Nigel, Macca, Wilksy, yeah, Wilksy. We had some fantastic overseas yeah. players, yeah. And I don't know whether necessarily else is in the end or not, because obviously when they went. We didn't have anybody to replace them. It leaves gaps, doesn't it? Where Wilson yeah, it does. It leaves, it, well, it left a massive gap, didn't it? I yeah. mean, we. what did we get? We get. Did we finish fourth from the league below the National League? That's the highest I think, we, I got, think we were sixth. 
as best ever season was six in yeah. the Midlands Prem. When the Midlands Prem... So that's like, to explain it, that's like playing in uh, Chesterfield and Notts Counties League now, into football. It yeah. would be... Realistic. I think that Premier League we played in then, the Midlands Prem then, would be equivalent at least to the to the Northern National League. The quality was mm. that good when we played yeah. in uh, we've, we've rocked up on a pitch with Olympic gold medalists. Yeah. I can remember going yes. away to League, Imran Shawani. Yeah, yeah. Cheated, never left left. Never. Scored. They were in, mm. in Shawani, and then the rest of the side were under eighteen England players. Yeah, yeah. I think we still only lost six four, something like that. Yeah, which yeah. was cracking, really. Yeah, to say we're just mainly lads from Woodhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. It's amazing right. when you think about it like that. If you wish to advertise on the North Knots Hockey Club podcast. Get in touch now because opportunities are available. Contact us at North Knots Podcast at gmail.com. You've obviously picked your 11 and your overseas stroke subs. So who's going to manage it all, Jay? Yeah, there's only one person really, isn't it? And that's uh, John Book. I mean, you, you use legends quite often these days, but. My, that bloke was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm married to his daughter, but um, he took over from where my dad left off, really. Yeah, yeah. So, with the kids and me and everything, couldn't do enough for you. But on the pitch, they were brilliant. Never used to bat. Used to tell you, playing <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Used uh, to come up, uh, say, what the f*** doing? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. But in them days, we 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 got on with that and we, yeah, we did. reacted to it. You we tell did. the kid now to start a beer. Yeah. yeah. Can't say that to me. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the woke thing nowadays is wow. Yeah. That's a different hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. sure that's a whole new raft. Yeah. Can you remember? Can you remember the uh, the classic John Book line when you were playing bad when he came over and did the team talk about if you think it, if you think you're playing <laughs> yeah. bad, come and stand where come I watch am. It with me. Yeah, yeah, come and watch it with me. Me. So every week yeah. when, we were, when we're having a bit. Every week, <laughs> yeah, we did get a few. I mean, of we used to have. I mean, George Shipley used to come down, didn't he? He's, he he was quite knowledgeable. He was. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. he used to come down on the start his, his time up, try yeah. and coach you from the sides. Yeah, he, he yeah there's, there's, there's only one manager, really, that we, we've we ever played with that uh, you could put in there. An absolutely fantastic man-manager. Tactically, John would be the first to probably admit that he wasn't the most tactical, astute, but to be able to motivate you to play a match, to go out, put everything on the line... And beat a team that, on paper, you shouldn't even be getting close to. You know, he used to do it. I mean, you, you didn't always, you didn't always believe what he said, but you had the respect for him. You yeah. didn't necessarily agree with him. Sometimes yeah. he could be talking shit. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking, well, I'm not going to say it because of who he is. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. I think that's what's missing as well in today, today's day and age. There's no yeah. respect anywhere. No, no. Because you no. can't, because you can't do anything. No, they can no. do what they want, when they want, and there's just yeah. no respect. I mean, me personally, at 16, I'd get to straight in, from straight into army till they're 18. <laughs> and uh, I would, and get the respect. Because it's, it's, I mean, it's only my opinion, but some of the kids today are absolutely horrible. I think as a club, when we're bringing them through and coaching, it's something I'm mindful of that we do try and 
teach them to be respectful as much as we can. But it is hard. It is hard. It's yeah. a changing world. But but yeah, yeah, it's uh well that team that you've picked, Jay, I think most most teams would struggle, certainly with the enthusiasm from that team. So it's a great team. Just just on your point. It's a great uh, team. I mean, James, we're talking about it. What would you probably say your high, the highest point of playing has been for you? Over 35 years, there's a lot, isn't there? There has been a lot. Uh, what we've, what we've, well, what I've won then is if you start off with the uh, County Cup at school, yeah. where we beat Margaret Glenbot, we did. scored the goals in that final. Uh, we also won the County Cup, beat Beeston on the way, mm. played John Players in the final. And I scored the, the goal for that. And then I can always remember, we used to have a, a minibus. And we used to have a, I can't remember his name now, he used to drive it and sort his water out. Oh, <laughs> him. The water Slack. boy. Was it Slack? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Jimmy, yeah. yeah and, great um, days, mate, them great we days. We played Colville away. And I scored the winning goal in that. I think we won 3-2. that one was the And that one is the lead. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah. I mean, they always said the ball went out when I got it, but I think that was the one and only time he ever passed to. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. were a few instances where he asked for the ball and it didn't come. Yeah. Well, you, you used to make a lot of good leads for him. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were sort Decoy. Yeah, the decoy. I, I, was, I, I was a dummy. <laughs> well, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. From 35 years of playing, Jay, very soon... You know, you'll be similar to me. It's probably the whole experience. What what does it all for yeah, you? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, people have got wives from it and families. And, yeah, exactly. And, and and friends for life, really. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like I say when we meet up with Vinny and Scott Scott mm. Young. It's like we probably haven't seen each other when we next meet up for probably three four years. Yeah. But you're walking to the pub and you're dropping to the same conversation like, as though. Yeah. Only met him yeah. yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brilliant. yeah. And, and yeah. that's what it's all about, Jay. For me, and that's I what think. the kids nowadays are going to miss. Uh, yeah, yeah. If they don't start doing it, yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. playing with them for seventy minutes on the pitch. But then they talk. Yeah. You yeah. Get you don't get to know them. Yeah, yeah. It's friends, that's right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I mean, teammate. Yeah. And that's it. You, you you don't like go out for a drink with them or barbecues or yeah, whatever yeah. they do nowadays. They just and, disappear and, until you meet them at training. Yeah, camp. that's right. I mean, so and, they don't get the the core friends. Uh, no, they don't. I mean, it's like sixty percent were socialising for me, and forty percent were hockey. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we're well, now sorry. it's probably ninety percent hockey. Aspect, mm-hmm. Oh, you did. You'd look forward to it, wouldn't you? Hockey was a hockey really was a, a byproduct of it. Yeah, but yeah. it just happened that we was good in our uh, a day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It won. So, so Jay, obviously. You know some of your high points. Now we we wanted to touch on a couple of the low points. Now by low points, I'd say probably not the best discipline record that the clubs ever. You know that we've had in the no. club, are you? So not really. No, no. no it's not. It's I think not the I, can, I can remember, and I think it was a red card. It may have been a yellow. So you'll have to forgive me. Was it at Burton 
you put a crunch in tackling and someone told you to get back to the pit, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. it, was red, <laughs> it was a red, was it? It was a red, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. That wasn't the greatest. Uh, and we did talk, we, did, we don't want to dwell on it too much. There was the incident at Goosedale, which yeah, I believe was, you were heavily goaded into by that someone. Was the, yeah, I did warn him. Exactly, yeah. and, and this yeah. is what we him... spoke about. This is where, as we discussed, it's their own fault. To be honest, yeah. it's their own fault. Yeah, it just kept going at me all game in the stands. And yeah, there is a rule, I isn't it, Jay? Jay, there is a three. rule with you, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. three, three. I yeah, the rule of three, please three times. <laughs> stop it, please, three times, and if they don't, then it's their own fault. Yeah, yeah. So then, and... obviously, I told him for the third time about two minutes from the end of the game, and yeah. he still kept going. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, as soon as... Uh, don't copy this, kids, anyway. As soon as uh, the whistle went, I jumped over the barriers and changed, chased him into his clubhouse. Where there was an altercation, shall we say. And did you get banned for that, then? Yeah, I got banned for a year. I had to get Kev Guy. I had to get Kev Guy, the solicitor, to uh, <laughs> sort it out. Yeah, one of the, one of the greatest... Uh... It, it, it was a year ban playing. Was it about a 10-year ban from Gustav? Yeah, I got banned. Yeah, banned for a year, and then Goosedale with ten years. But they still remember it because I went back a couple of three years ago. And one of the old yeah. ones was there. They still got the pool table. Yeah, yeah. It, says, uh, it did say, "Are you that bloke who blew that that chased him around pool table?" I said, "Yeah," because I'm sorry about it. Because I'm allowed back in now. It's gone past ten years. <laughs> in your defence, Jay, you told him three times. So. I do. I tell everybody three times. I don't do it like straight away. I've seen that three-time rule before as well. When we was in a bar and it, someone yeah, was taking you... the Mick Mick out your cardigan yeah. or something. That was with Johnny Smedley. Oh, yeah. he was another lad as well. Johnny Smedley. Well, he was a cracking player. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Lovely, well, lovely I think... lad. I think was it the Lacoste one? I think me and Johnny had been priming. It you was, yeah. I mean, there were. I think there were three couples, and me and Johnny were stood. They were in that uh, Long Island bar. That yeah, great, great watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a laugh. We had a laugh to stop, stop. And I says, "Oh, just knock it on head now, mate. It's not, mm. it's not funny no more." And it kept going. So I said it three times, and then yeah. so a lesson for everyone: rule of yeah. three, three, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't show up after three goes, really, it is your own fault. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. it is. I mean, I mean, it you is. do tend to ask him politely, Jay, and then yeah. that's it. So. Yeah. so that's about it, Jay, for us. Uh, we get into the end of this feature. So all that's left for me to do now is obviously thank yourself, and I'm back to Robbie, who's going to continue the podcast. So you've been listening to Jay and Jimmy's Desert Island Dream. What? You've done it again, you it's all about you. Why do you keep doing this? You can stick your podcast up your... Okay, we'll be back after this short break. The North Knots Hockey Club. 100 Club. The North Knots Hockey Club 100 Club. Now, the 100 Club is a continuous fundraising effort where members, or indeed non-members of the club, pay £5 per month into a draw, with the total pot being split into two. Half goes directly to the club and that the other half goes to prize money. The prize money is drawn each month and split between first, second and third place. The current first place winner each month wins around £50. So to enter, each person picks a number between 1 and 100, assuming it's available, anything, your squad number, your date of birth, 
the number of goals you scored, your inside leg measurement, it's up to you. And then this is drawn each month. So if you'd like to take part in the 100 Club, then contact Mark Johnson. He'll have a list of numbers and then you can set up your £5 standing order. Right, our next feature is to find out a bit more about what's happening in the ladies section. And we're lucky enough to have with us Nicola and Jess. Nicola and Jess, how are you both? Hi, we're good, thanks. How are you? I'm really good. Good to speak to you. It's been a a long time. So I'm I'm really keen to find out what's been going on. Right to start, I mean, with the last two years before COVID and then afterwards, it's been really tough for the club. Last year, very individually with having to play at workshop and all the problems that that entailed. How did it go for you? What was the uh, the season like? And it, hopefully there were lots of positives you could talk about as well. What do you think, Nicola? Yeah, um, definitely there was. Um, we started the season off on what we felt may have been a little bit of a negative by withdrawing our first team ladies from yeah. a higher league. But we felt that for development of the club and definitely reflecting on it at the end of the season, I think I can honestly say from the ladies section that on paper looked very easy because uh, we had over 100 goals, didn't lose a single game and looked amazing. But definitely more than anything else, it brought us back together as a ladies section. And I yeah. think that's the important thing, isn't it, So. Yeah, we had a lot of fun this season, which was the main thing about getting us back to hockey and actually enjoying hockey again post-COVID. Yeah, that was that was a dismal season. At least we were on a pitch last season. Yeah. <laughs> I think you needed that. It was like you pressed the reset button, weren't it, last season and yeah. just gone right back to basics and started again. And I think it you was. can see the fruits of it now, can't you? Yeah, I think older players that maybe were thinking of leaving and you know stopping playing hockey or taking up other things started to enjoy it again and realized why we did it and just seeing some of the youngsters develop through third team second team and up to playing confidently in a first team was it was great to see really so they rose to the challenge then the youngsters yeah yeah they did and 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 I think they really enjoyed it (laughs) And we enjoyed seeing them develop, I think, more than anything, didn't we, Jess? Yeah, definitely. It's nice to see the progression through the club of quite a few of the players as well, not just a select few. It's A lot of the younger ones are actually all coming on together, so it's really nice to see. How yeah. far on do you think your young ones are now? I see them kind of where we were last season. You know, they've just sort of... Obviously, there's a couple like Layla who were doing really well, but some of them seem to be just on that verge where they've probably got the youth, the youthful enthusiasm and the speed that's going to benefit in the first team and help some of the, not slower legs, but more experienced <laughs> legs, I should say. Yeah, I, like that I, I, see you very, I see you very much where we were, where you've almost got to take that, yeah, we'll just come in and see how they go, yeah. sort of attitude now. Yeah, I think that where we're at is this season we're aware that it is about just taking a bit of a risk and taking, hopefully, at least a couple of players up into the first team and hoping that they'll develop and do as well as like Layla and Sophie did. Brilliant. Brilliant. It gives you the confidence to do that. So 
Yeah. Yeah, we've got um, a good, good base of players around the team to actually help all juniors in all positions as well. So it's good to have a good team base. That's the key. I think I think you'll find, and we found from experience last year, you'll put them in and you'll be scared to death when you put them in. And then all of a sudden you just go, I don't know why I worried. Because I know when when we did it last year and put them in there, it was like, they're just going to get bullied off the pitch. And we found now that the more confident players in the team after a season are the young young kids. They're absolutely fantastic at the moment. And they're dragging all the older ones through the game sometimes just with their enthusiasm. Yeah, I think that's what we've certainly as a ladies section has been the hard thing because we didn't have a lot of girls of a similar age, similar ability to bring through. But now, hopefully, we are, it is more likely that that we've got that and we can help them to like you say become more of a squad and and drag us oldies through it really <laughs> brilliant that's good for everybody so so how's this led into the summer i see you've had plenty of hockey this summer i've not seen you at all how has it gone this summer and, and has that development continued so from a first team point of view we've had a season we've had a summer off of it a little bit We've just yep. done a little bit of fitness, loosen our legs and that. Um, but the what are now the second, third and fourth development team, they've played quite a lot. They've done really well in it. Again, the feedback has been how well the juniors have progressed in it. So again, hopefully that'll stand them well for, you know, for the upcoming season, really. Yeah, I think we had six under 16s in it. Wow. So it was really good. And they were the main bit of the team as well. So actually contributing a lot to the matches. And that's great that you've got players from right across the uh, the club, from all your all your sides taking part, because that prepares them so well for the next season. Yeah. <laughs> are you finding that the juniors are really starting to bond as well, playing in these teams together? Because that's one thing we found, that you can see the friendships already forming and how much they're enjoying it because they are in friends and, and socially after as well, which... As Nicola will know from when we played, it's been a massive thing for us in our lives. We've known each other since school and a lot of us. And we can almost see that same bond appearing in the men's section. And I wondered if that's happening in the ladies section as well. Yeah, I, I think because I think they've got group. They all message each other and seem to meet up more frequent than what probably a lot of us do. Uh, and yeah there's definitely relationships forming I think within the junior section which is quite amusing really to see because like Jay said it's almost a deja vu of about 20-30 years ago (laughs) it is and I said in in one of the other interviews Harry had a barbecue with a load of the hockey boys and girls the other week and they were all sat on the trampoline together and it was just like say just deja vu and terrifying (laughs) (laughs) so there's lots of whatsapping going on then is there (laughs) yes there is hopefully that's all it is robbie (laughs) (laughs) hey well it's certainly it's it's instant if you want to find out what players are doing i mean is it do you have one for each team a whatsapp group or is it broader than that yeah predominantly we have our own individual group like first team second team chats so things can be passed more. Well, that's great. And, and the youngsters will be well into that as well. They'll, as you say, they'll be dragging you along with it. I'm not yeah. surprised. <laughs> All right. I, I also heard some great news that you've uh, appointed a new coach for the season. And um, 
someone I've, I've known for a long time, Andy, and yeah. uh, I believe he's already done a session with you. Um, so what, what do you hope he's going to bring to the ladies' side? We're kind of hoping some fresh ideas because after last season, we didn't have a coach. So it was kind of yeah. nice to have some more structure and kind of actually enjoy going to hockey and just going and not thinking about anything and just going and playing. Um, so, yeah, he's allowing us to be able to do that. We also wanting to kind of push ourselves and kind of bring those juniors through as well so that's the main thing I think it's that club development of the juniors yeah we've we went I had a conversation with him like initially and then we spoke to him again last week and we've said you know more than anything for for us our main focus to get that the, the bring the teams closer together so that there's not a large gap between Right. What, like what previously happened our first team were way ahead and and for players to step up from seconds to first was almost unachievable really at times so trying to to bridge that gap and like Jay said you know if it means taking risks with like more junior players for the future of the ladies section it's something we need to do so is he coaching right across the uh, the sides or is he focusing in one area so he's so he's been, he has been, we have sort of taken him on as a first team, second team. So first team ladies coach yeah. with training will, will involve second team players, but he is overseeing the ladies section for us. So giving right. ideas to other coaches and, and, and certainly spotting or seeing any talent that he thinks we need to be bringing through and, you know, encouraging that to happen. Well, that's great. I mean, Andy has got a lot of experience and a lot of proven success. So, uh, I hope it works for you as well. Yeah. It sounds really so. positive. What about next season? What are your hopes? What What do you think things are going to be like by the time we get to this time next year? So we have had a conversation and it, and our, our, we've got mate, our, our main aims really are for our first team to finish at least mid-table within the league that we're in. We've stepped up another league. Yes. Hopefully, we'd we'd like to think that our second team ladies might get promoted, and the other thing is to try and put out a fourth team every week from a development point of view. You know, if we can see a good five or six more juniors developed into that team, then whatever wherever we finish in the leagues, I think it's a good result. Just how does the development team work compared with the other teams? So um, we still play league games but it doesn't the points don't count and 12 and above can play and um, so it's a right. really good chance of like having players that are just not quite 13 yet to get a bit of experience at adult hockey but you can play we can double up so we can have like our more experienced players around them yeah. to kind of bring them on through through the ranks oh that's excellent so is, is 13 the, the the youngest they can play in the, the proper adult teams yeah so it's, yeah it's same a, same as man's so that, that means it's a, it's really good for youngsters coming into the club to uh, they're going to get a chance not just to train but to to play at a fairly early stage. Yeah. Well, that, that can only pay dividends in the end. Well, that um, and I think that's been the problem in the past is there's been you know they've played a bit of junior hockey, but as we all know, stepping into adult hockey it's completely different and just getting gameplay on a full size pitch, getting positional yeah. things is the thing that they need to most really to work on. Well, indeed. I mean, and that's what they want to do as well, as you can train as much as you like, but they want to get out there and play yeah. a game. Yeah, they do. 
So how often are the uh, development games? A weekly thing? Yeah, weekly yeah. thing. Like they're, they're in the same league as our third team. It's yeah. just that the points don't count. So uh, do the, the third team, do they, their points do count, but the other team are just playing, but there won't be any points. Yeah, that's correct. So, yeah. yeah. So, so if they're playing against a development team, there, there are no, yeah, they'll get the points, but the development team don't get anything. So it's just, a, it's just a good chance. There's no pressure to put out that fourth team, so that you can get three strong teams out, and then, like Jeff says, help the twelve-year-olds that are going to be thirteen soon to play. It kind of negates the. Uh... The competitiveness of the game, doesn't it? Because there's no there's no actual points on offer. So yeah. as much as as much as probably want to win, some of the more senior ones probably won't take it quite so serious in terms of a result. I'm sure you don't have people sort of time wasting in the last few minutes of these sort of games because that it's very similar to the men's. That's that's what happens in the men's. It's just about playing the hockey on the pitch, isn't it? Yeah. And encouraging yeah. the youngsters really while you are playing. Yeah. yeah. That just sounds to me. I mean, before we finish, have you got any messages for anybody who might be listening and thinking about joining the club at a young age or an old age? When when's training? When they when can they get involved? So we're training on Wednesday nights at Workshop College, seven till nine. Yeah. And anybody anybody from year seven upwards can come to that training session. And that can be experienced or not experienced. And same with adults. We are a friendly club. Welcome new players. And there's a level for most people to, to slot into a team. And that's, that's what you want. I mean, you want to get a game at the end of the day. So if, if, if those levels are there, that's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's worth, it's probably worth mentioning the, the pedigree of the coach you've got as well, Andy Taylor. He's, he's currently managing the England Masters team, isn't he? Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So obviously he's involved in the England setup. I think he was Belpen men's first team manager a few years ago. I yeah. remember seeing him down there. So there's some good pedigree with the coaching as well. And hopefully he'll be able to bring some of the stuff that they do at England's Masters level and tone it down, some of the good different training techniques and use them, use them at our level, which will be yeah. really good. Yeah, I was going to say, Andy's really nice and um, he's very modest. We didn't realise that how much that he'd won with the uh, England Masters. Mm. So um, when he actually was like, oh yeah, every tournament I've been to, we've got we've got some sort of medal. Got a medal. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. Just like and us, believe, really. <laughs> yeah. I believe he's flying off in, uh, in a few weeks, isn't he, to the World Cup in South Africa? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Unfortunately, but fortunately, is. Yeah, he's going towards the end of September. He will be around for our first league game on mm -hmm. the 24th. And then he'll be away for three weeks with, yeah, the England men's team at over 45 in South Brilliant. Africa. So, yeah, he's, he's a little bit excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he'll have be you got any, uh... back to some really good hockey when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any plans for who's going to be the interim coach while he's, while he's away? Not necessarily, we, you know, nothing's been confirmed. So, okay. so watch this space, yeah. is it? Yes, yeah. Brilliant. It's surviving the first week and then moving on from there. <laughs> really? Take each game as it comes. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I, like I said, I think more than anything, last season taught us about enjoying hockey and 
I've played obviously at a high level so is Jess and we've got a lot of women in our team that have but if you're not enjoying it there's no point none of us get paid for it it's about socializing with people who have got you know the same interests and just enjoying yourself really yeah last season definitely brought us back together as a family didn't it so yeah I think it did and I've said this to some of the other guys and I'm sure the ladies feel the same you can feel the club has changed slightly in a much more positive way we seem to be really moving forward at the moment it's really good yeah and it is and it's I think we've got to take our hats off to people like yourself Jay people that are continually doing things behind the scene to try and keep the club going and keep people positive and yeah we might be training at workshop but so what if you want to get out there and do something it's not a million miles away and sometimes you've just got to make the best of of not a great situation absolutely absolutely I think the thing is as well there's a really like you say Nick there's a really good team in the background there's an awful lot of people doing little bits that are all contributing to the entire to the entire thing it's yeah. uh, it's fantastic and people are stepping up when you ask them now which is yeah. great to see so yeah, so yeah it's lovely it's, I think from a ladies section we've definitely not got that there's a little bit of it but not the same thing of people oh I don't want to play for that team and you know it is more about a club thing and you know if the first team needs me if the second team need me then I'll go and play for them uh, whereas perhaps a couple of seasons ago it wouldn't have been like that Exactly. I, I've always had this argument with people when they say I play for uh, I play for the second team. Well, no, you don't. Yeah. You play for North Knotts Hockey Club. Now, whether that's the fifth yeah. team or the first team, you still play for North Knotts Hockey Club, and you're just as important yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. So, yeah. so you are. Yeah, Everybody really plays an equal to. part, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Even you, James. <laughs> oh, James, <laughs> mate. <laughs> well, it's it's great to hear such positive news and such uh, positive hopes for the future as well. So th- thanks for giving up your time, and it's great to speak to you both. And can I just wish all the ladies' teams every success, and I hope that the, the training really pays dividends. And I'll speak to you again hopefully very soon, perhaps pitch side. So. Yep. <laughs> thanks, thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. See ya. Bye. North Knots Hockey Club are the best club in the Mansfield area. Why not consider joining now? For more details, check out our social media sites on Facebook and Twitter. For the second episode of Robbie on the Road, I'm off down to Kingsway Park in Kirkby, nice and local for me. We've got two North Knots men's teams taking part in a tournament organised by Nottingham Hockey Club, even though it's on the uh, Mansfield Hockey Ground. Uh, It's been organised for the charity Leon's Legacy. Leon was a player for Nottingham who sadly died of cardiac arrest a few years ago. His wife Linda has been following this up with a charity and her daughter Holly has organised this event. The money raised will go to uh, providing defibrillators for local organisations and schools. So it's a really good charity. So I'm off to see what's happening down there. Let's get on the road. Robbie on the road. Robbie on the road. Robbie on the road. Well, here I am on the road again. 
at Kingsway Park in Kirkby. It's always good to come back here. I mean, it used to be called The Acre. And of course, it was North Knott's home pitch when I first joined the club back in the late 70s, early 80s. In those days, it was a shale pitch. Now, the weather today is absolutely beautiful. There's an azure sky, hardly a breath of wind, but that's not particularly wonderful for hockey. And I'm feeling sorry for these lads playing in this tournament here in temperatures that are going to reach 30 degrees. On that shale pitch years ago, it would have been like a concrete surface with a bit of sand sc scattered around it. So this Astro is by far a better pitch. Now we've entered two tournament, two teams into this tournament this year. They're uh, Tomlinson's Tornadoes and Bucks Blues. Those two teams named after two club legends, John Buck and John Tomlinson. Uh, they've already started, they're doing well. The youngsters are doing very well. And it's a very important tournament. Nottingham Hockey Club have organised it and it's to raise money for Leon's legacy, to uh, get money for defib defibrillators so that uh, such equipment is available on pitches like this in case of emergencies. So it's well supported. Both men and women are playing here. And I'm going to try and have a couple of chats with different players and later on I'll report how everything went. Well, I'm now going to talk to Josh. Josh has just rejoined the club after a, a spell in uh, foreign parts. Hiya, Josh. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, fighting the heat today as we play a tournament over at this uh, Leon, Leon's Legacy at Kingsway. Uh, yeah, a very so. important uh, charity we're supporting here. But what, what's the game been like? I mean, it, you say very hot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a challenge. Different. We used to, I say every year that when you play in the middle of winter and it's freezing and you think, oh, I'm just playing summer. And then it gets a day like this <laughs> and you think... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're playing in the winter. So, um, but it's nice to be back. It's, it's, um, it's a challenge for everyone. We didn't have a sub for the first couple of games, but Elliot turned up. Now it uh, makes it a bit easier. You can shift people about. Well, that just that extra man makes a big difference, is it? It does. You can see when someone starts to flag, we can step off, hydrate, come back. Somebody else steps off. So yeah, hydration seems help. to be a key thing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, plenty of that. So. Uh, are you enjoying coming back and playing with these young lads? We've got a good lot of youngsters now. Yeah, it's different. Um, obviously, when I left North Knots, we were starting to age as a team. The youngest player was probably Ant or Alex, low 20s. Um, went to another team up in, in North East Yorkshire Prem, Brig, and they were sort of similar. Not many young lads uh, playing with the older guys. So come back and now you've got five, six young lads under 18 that are putting a good shift in. It's nice to have lots of legs around me, so I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to my world. So... Uh... From a long time. So, do, do, is your role constructive as well? Do you think? I mean, are you? Do you see your your aim is to help the youngsters with your experience? Yeah. So I've told Jay Game Day. Um, it's all up to him. And Latter is captain. Um, I'm not here to get involved in that. He's got a plan. We'll stick to that plan. Um, but at training uh, and talking around the lads in warm up and stuff is just talking about what we can do and, and trying to improve their game um, with my knowledge of what I've learned over the years. Well, but you you certainly learned a lot. So, uh, what, what are your hopes for this season then? Well, we feel a bit hard done by that some of the teams that we've been playing in the summer league, like um, Nottingham players, um, have been putting a league above us. Ashby's been putting a league above us, and we believe we can challenge them. So, the league we're in, it's go out and win it, get ourselves up the leagues. As these young lads improve and get better and get a little bit older, um, we can climb the league like we did years ago. Well, I look forward to seeing that happen, and I'm sure it will. Hey, it's great to see you again. It's good to see you, Robbie. Uh, enjoy the rest of the tournament and have a great season. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, now I'm with Joel, who has just joined the club. This is his uh, first full season coming up with us. 
Hiya, Joel. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, Rob. How are you? I'm marvellous, mate. And I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying watching rather than planning this heat. How's it going so far? I mean, it's very warm, but uh, we're, we're all doing really well. You know, we're all pushing, pushing even in this heat to, uh, to play the best we can. Well, I just saw you score a couple of very good goals. Three goals, I think you yeah, scored. Yeah, hat-trick, so I'm feeling good, a bit over the moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get those cliches in early. That's, yeah. that's the right stuff. There you go. So what, why is it that you've, you've come to and joined us? Um, so I was recommended by my friend Brad to come and, uh, come and try right. and play for the team. Gotcha. Um, and I thought I'd give it a good go because you have a lot of expertise over at North Knots and I wanted to develop my skills, really, um, and learn from some of the, uh, the more expert players. Right, and, and you've been doing training. Has that actually started to happen? Yeah, definitely. I feel myself improving a lot. My fitness has definitely gone up over right. the summer. Uh, it's a lot more intense, though it's higher intensity games. So I am feeling, uh, feeling like I'm improving quite a bit. You've been taking part in those Tuesday training sessions, have you? I have, uh, yeah, I have been at Goosedale. Yeah, they've been going really well. Um, it's really got me up to speed and I'm learning everyone's names and uh, working with the team well, yeah. Well, that's marvellous. So what, what are your hopes for this season then? Uh, my hopes is... Score some more goals, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. Definitely, and then just see as high up as we can get in the table, really, uh, and just play as well as I can. Well, I mean, the, the team, I mean, you're playing in two smaller teams today, but yeah. the, the teamwork looks really good. Do yeah. you think that's happening? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're, we're more focused on passing the ball, letting the ball do the movement, um, all that kind of thing. It's really shown in our games. Well, I hope it shows next season, as I'm sure it certainly will. And I hope to, uh, I won't be playing with you, obviously, but the way things work, occasionally I get to see you okay, before yeah. or after my matches. So, That'd be uh, lovely. You have a great season. It's really good to meet you. Yeah, thank you very much, Rob. See you later. You take care. <laughs> well, now I'm with James, who's just come off from playing a, a cracker match in this tournament. How are you, James? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Hot, I think is the word. So. Well, how are you finding playing in it? Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, we've got two really good, strong teams out. Um, it seems like we're pretty strong today. So we have a lot of wins behind us. Our first game was against each other, so that was interesting. Yeah. But was that? Was there a bit of bite to that one? As always, I think it's difficult when you play people that you sort of you know how they play and you're expecting it, but it's it's weird to see it from the perception of playing against them. So yeah. yeah. Well, I missed that one. I I, I didn't arrive. I, obviously, I get up later than you. Like, so <laughs> just came to watch. Yeah. So what what are you liking about the the the, the play that you? seeing today and in, in the club at the moment well I, I think it's vital that obviously uh, at, at sort of North Knots recently we've we've had a lot of uh, youth spurt and, and sort of development come through through from all the, all the sides and uh, I think we've evenly split the youth team so we have sort of a two teams that play a very similar strategy which we do throughout the full season anyway yeah so it's just really good to see how effective it is in not just one game but both games so our strategy is sort of very effective over both of them so, yeah, so you get this good. consistency yeah for sure well that sounds good now this coming up this is going to be your second season as captain of the first team or? it is yes yeah so any comments about last season that was a pretty phenomenal season it, it was yeah i mean it, it was tough as well i think is, is, the, is yeah. the words for it i'm not afraid to hide behind that one we were definitely up against it um it, it was good uh, definitely a big part of last year for me was just making sure the boys kept motivated, kept focused on, on our end goal, which was development and sort of, you know, rapport more than anything. Yeah. You know, I started North Knots very young and went through the very rapport stages of everyone being friends. And it's just important for me that we try and get back to that again, I think. Well, there seemed to be a good spirit there. Yeah. And as I say, you've got good, good, good results. So what are your hopes for this season then? 
Yeah, far stronger, definitely. Uh, far more sort of some youth that have now had what I would think the time to develop. Um, they're all playing a really ridiculously high standard. Uh, so they're bringing a lot of sort of energy and new styles to, to the way we play. And yeah. um, <clears throat> having Josh come back as well is fantastic. Me and Josh play very well together. Um, I think that's that's key um, in, for like a solid sort of sort of grounding. But yeah, yeah I think I think it would be very early for me to say, but very high hopes of, of being top if not winning so, yeah well that 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 is uh, I sh- from what I've seen definitely a, a strong possibility mm-hmm. hey well you enjoy the rest of the tournament despite this heat I'm, I'm now going to go home and have a nice cool <laughs> drink in my garden oh you'll make me jealous <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I, yeah, I, I say that but to be honest I'd like to be out there playing yeah despite yeah. the heat it's a joy to play for us for the whole club just you know to be still representing everyone strong is, is the key that's the key and you can see it in your face so you enjoy the rest of the tournament Will have do. a great season I'll see you then thank you very much and take care cheers well the tournament is now continuing but I'm going home uh, that's the end of this Robbie on the road report I say that I'd want to get back and have a nice cool drink in my garden while these lads are suffering in the heat but to be honest wouldn't we all want to be out there playing they're having a great time whatever the weather Robbie on the road Robbie on the road Robbie on the road Uh, that's the end of my second Robbie on the road episode just an update on what happened Uh, James's team the Blue Bucks came second But they were only narrowly defeated 2-1 against Nottingham in the very last game. Overall, the top scorer in the tournament was Joel with nine goals. And the Tomlinson Tornadoes, well, they came third. So, looking at those young players, those two teams, I think the future of the club on the men's side is definitely very secure. The latest North Knots Hockey Club news with Robbie Hudson. Hi, I'm Josh Singleton, and I'll be back at North Knots playing for the 2023 season. Well, we're nearly at the end of episode three. It's the start of the season the day after this is released. So, Jay, what are the games coming up? Hi, Rob. Right. Well, I've got all the fixtures in, hot off the press. I'll start with the men's section. The men's ones... They're away at University of Warwick 2s. There was a bit of uh, misunderstanding whether that game would go ahead. University of Warwick originally wanted to cancel it, but I've since been in contact with their captain and they've told us that they can get a team and they're happy to play it. So so that game will be going ahead and we're really looking forward to it. And then the seconds, well, they're at home at two o'clock. They're at Workshop Leisure Centre and they're shaping up against Beeston 8s. Right. So that'll be really exciting to see what will really be a new second team run by Will Butler, who's carrying an injury at the moment, but he will be there. He will be running it. He's the main man now. Right. So that's going to be really exciting. Yeah. And again, development of players and youth is is the key in that team. Yeah. And then, uh, James, do you want to tell me who you've got? Do you know? I think James has disappeared. James is right. <laughs> uh, I do, I, I do know, but you're breaking up a little bit. So, <laughs> right, I think so we might have to cut that bit in. James ain't got a clue, so I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. 
they're playing Leicester Wesley and they're they're away at one o'clock. So a bit of travel for them, but I don't think it'll be a problem. I've seen James's team training over the last few weeks, so they're looking sharp and looking ready for it. Aren't you, James? Yes, we are. We're ready. We've had a decent turnout, believe it or not, which has been quite good. Yeah, training's booming at the moment. You've even been to training, yeah. Seeing you running around that pitch. You enjoying it? Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, excellent. So, moving on to the women's section, the women's first team... Making sure I've got this right. Yeah, the women's first team, they're shaping up against Beeston Force and they're playing at Nottingham Hockey Centre at 1.45. So that'll be really interesting to see because obviously a new coach in Andy Taylor and obviously uh, they're really looking forward to getting going and yeah. and it's it's a new start really for them. So that'll be really interesting to see how they go. And travelling to Beeston to play a Beeston team, no matter which team it is, is never yeah. easy. They're always strong. They're a really strong club. The strongest in in Nottinghamshire by far. Absolutely, it will be a good test for them. A good test. So our ladies' seconds, well, they're at Workshop Leisure Centre at eleven o'clock, and they're playing Woodthorpe Ones. That's a team I've never heard of, Rob. I don't know about yourself. No, I haven't. I've no, never... I've never heard of Woodthorpe. So, so hopefully, hopefully they're all set. And I know the seconds, thirds, and some of the fourth team have been playing a lot in the summer league. Well, the women have had a bit of a rest from the summer league this season. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll start seeing some young, some youth coming through, developing there. Excellent. Now the third team they're playing against Workshops Three's development, and that's at Workshop Leisure Centre as well. And that's the early start. That's the nine thirty start. That's wow. uh, that's a great one for getting up to go and watch at nine thirty. <laughs> but we all have to play at different times sometimes. So. So, yeah, they're playing then. And then the North Knots Development fourth team, which I believe is a new team, they're yeah. on at 12.30 at Bingham Leisure Centre. Bingham? Yeah. So I thought they were on at half past three at Leisure Centre workshop. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the women's team here, James, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. I'll carry on. <laughs> Oh my God! I think I've confused James because I've not I've not come to the North Knots development team yet. This is the ladies' team. I repeat, the ladies' team, James. Yeah. Well, at least this will go out after the matches have taken place, so we're not going to confuse anybody and get them to go to the wrong. No, it won't, Rob. This is out before the game takes place. So please check local press for details before oh. uh, you travel to your game on the Saturday. From what I've got on the fixtures, it's a twelve thirty. North Knotts Ladies Development Fourth Team playing at Bingham Leisure yeah. Centre against South Knotts. That's correct. That's correct, James. Thanks, James. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> and and the one I missed, which is the uh, the men's development team, James is quite yeah. right in saying they're playing at three thirty at Workshop Leisure Centre. Is that right, yeah, James? That's the one. Yes, that's and correct. What sort of what sort of team are we going to be getting out with this development team, James? I think we're going to get a bit of a mixture. Hopefully, we'll get some more experienced players. And then we've got about four or five youngsters in that side as well. So, that's quite exciting. Brilliant. So, so again, youth is the key. And it seems to be the, the uh, what's happening right through the club. So, there are your fixtures, Robbie. Well, that's great. I mean, we're uh, where we were two years ago. 
we might have doubted that that would be happening. So it's great to see such a, a full fixture list. And uh, let's wish every team success Absolutely. tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're wearing the blue shirt of North Knots or even the white away shirt of North Knots, let's hope that you can bring three points back to the club for us. That would be great. Nice, nice. It's great news, that is. You'll know that we've asked you to email in to us with any suggestions, thoughts, comments that you have about the club, about the podcast. And apparently, Zach, we've received an email from somebody in the ladies section. So yeah, received an email from a player from the, from the lower teams ladies section. And yeah. they wondered if how they can get something to the podcast from their teams. How to get something into our podcast. Perhaps you could answer that, Jay. Yeah, well, it's really easy, actually. All they need to do is just send something in via social media, really. We've got the email address, which is northknotspodcast at gmail.com or contact via the social medias. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I think we're on, yeah, we're on Twitter as well. Whether it's, right. the, pod, whether it's the podcast social medias or just the club ones, it will find us and we'll get it on, we'll get it on there. And it's just a case of if it's club related and you want something putting on the next podcast, not a problem at all. We can only put it on if people tell us. We don't want to guess at things. So I know a lot of the content that we use is relevant to men's, but obviously with Robbie, Zach, James and myself, we all play in the men's section. So we understand what's happening in the men's. We don't want to put anything out there that's not happening. We know a little bit. We know a little bit what's happening in the first through mine and James's partners. But obviously, it's better coming from people who play in them teams themselves. So, so it would be useful and use the tool that you've got for the club to keep promoting, really. Yeah, so please get in touch with us, whoever you are in the club, ladies in particular, please. Now, we, uh, we've just had a very nice leisurely period of producing these podcasts. But of course, the season begins in earnest tomorrow. So that might change things. So what are the plans for episodes during the season, Jay? OK, so... As we know, it's been a while since we've done this episode and it's took some time. It's took some time to produce, basically just because we've been doing other things, work, yeah. holidays. So it's not been easy. The plan is, as we go into the season, that the podcast will be shorter, but there will be more hockey content related. We'll talk about some of the games, brief match reports. So again, from all sections, from all teams, if you've got stuff you want in there, let us know. We've got most of it will run as the feature that you would have heard earlier in the podcast, the Robbie on the road feature. So that's the plan that where Robbie can and where time permits him, he's going to get and see see a few different games. Yeah, and he'll he'll be giving his his views and stuff. And really, it'll run as the podcast with with a separate feature inside it, a Robbie on the road, which will just cover results. And it may run sort of every two months. Plan is. Yeah. Christmas, we will do a special where we will have more player-focused interviews and a summary probably of the first half of the season that hopefully will go out either just before or just after Christmas, more than yeah. likely just after Christmas, so it gives us a bit more time because the producing of these takes a, a long time. It's not just the recording it. That's the easy bit. It's the taking all the mistakes out that me and James make Things like that it takes an awful. All James is swearing. We have to take out. It takes a long time. <laughs> but we feel it's worth it, and we want to keep pushing it because 
we think it's something good and it's something that's really uh, that's really putting the club on the map. We're still, as far as Definitely. I know, the only, the only club, hockey club, that produces a podcast. Certainly one of this length and of this of this professional quality. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not sure after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it shows this this podcast that we've just done, this last one, with the earliest stuff from Nick and Jess, Jay Barton, Paul Unwin's input into it, telling us what he thinks. It's been fantastic. So again, I think I think every time we do it, we're moving forward. We're getting a bit smarter with different jingles and things like that now. So who knows where we'll be in the future. Now it's it's been great fun this one. I think we've had probably more voices from across the club in this one than any previous episode. Yeah, so that's what we want. Yeah, that's, that's what we that's want. That's what we want, isn't it? Yeah. So that just about wraps it up for this episode then. I'd just like to issue a few thanks. Thanks to all those voices. I won't mention them individually who've taken part this time. We might be after you again for more comment in the future. We almost certainly will. Thanks to Zach as well. You've heard him just briefly in this podcast, but he's been doing all the stuff behind the scenes. And thanks to you for listening again. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please let us know what you think. And as it's that time of year, all the best to hockey players, both in the club and whatever club you're playing. Have a great season. And remember, till the next time, keep pushing back. Have a great season, everyone.